0: Have you realized yet that your purpose in life is constantly evolving? The thing is, it can only evolve, grow, and expand to the extent you're willing to do the work to heal. That's why I've created a transformative half-day virtual event designed for purpose chasers who want to integrate their authentic selves in every aspect of their life. Together, we're going to co-create conversations around reflecting on current patterns, amplifying your genuine desires, prioritizing fulfillment over the facade of what you should do, and we'll talk about achieving actual tangible results. I believe our work together will have a profound impact on your life as we break you out of autopilot, scale your potential, and set you up to attract everything you say you desire. Plus, this space will be an enjoyable and supportive environment for new connections with like-hearted purpose chasers from all over the world. Together, we will laugh, dance, and maybe cry, but we'll be doing the work together. If this speaks to your soul and you want to detox and release what's no longer serving you so you can live fully in the pillars of redefining wealth, tickets are currently complimentary for this half day of coaching, training, and co-creating a new blueprint for your heart's desires directly with me. So grab your ticket today at patricewashington.com slash Soul Detox. That's patricewashington.com slash Soul Detox. Attaining a new possession often creates a spiral of consumption, which leads you to acquire more new things. And as a result, we end up buying things that our previous selves never needed to feel happy or fulfilled. Hey there, this is Patrice from PatriceWashington.com where we chase purpose, not money. As always, super excited to be back here with you at the Redefining Wealth Podcast. If this is your first time, a big welcome. You are in for a treat, so you might as well go ahead and subscribe now, because I promise you, you're just not going to want to go anywhere. No one leaves once they enter. No. (laughs) But I am feeling so good. This is actually the second weekend I'm coming off of doing a digital detox. If you are not disconnecting from social media for a few days, I, I thought that I wouldn't be able to do it because I made up this story in my mind about I use social media for work and potential clients reach out to me and brand partnerships and blah, blah, blah. And the truth is, On the weekend, no one's looking for me. (laughs) I just have to humble myself and keep it real. No one's looking for me. And so who is looking for me, though, is my family. My husband and my daughter are looking for my undivided attention. And I realized at some point that social media was really just taking away from that. So I am committed at this point to really disconnecting, especially on the weekends and this weekend was so cool. My daughter and I ended up playing in some makeup, and uh, she's 10 years old, and she asked me for, like, this mother-daughter spa time type of thing. So we actually named it Music, Makeup, and Mimosas, only because, you know, the M's. Duh, right? Of course. But ours was, like, Music, <laughs> Makeup, and Apple Cider, but in really nice glasses, And we gave each other facials and we did each other's makeup. And then we went out to dinner where people kept staring at her. (laughs) And I'm sure judging me, right, like the inappropriate mom, there's this 10-year-old with a full face of makeup. I asked her early on, I'm like, Reagan, do you want me to just like do a little eyes, a little? She's like a full beat mom, full beat face, go all the way. (laughs) And I obliged And the best part about it is I was not looking at the phone. I was not looking at social media. It was just she and I. This went on for about three hours. And after we went out and had dinner and ended up having frozen yogurt at a different spot, she says, Mom, this was like one of the best days ever. I'll never forget this day. It's the first time that I got to get a full face of makeup. And... You know what? In that moment, I was like, wow, you know, like this is the stuff that matters. Who commented, who liked, who posted what, who's in my inbox, my DMs, does not matter. What matters is this young lady, and and honestly, I did too, we had the time of our lives and we got to share something so special, so sacred while my husband was out working. (laughs) That's what really matters And as we get ready for the holidays, it's really tempting to get into overspending on things that we don't need, on things that our kids or people in general that we love don't even really want or need, right? We make this time of year about all that stuff. And really, all anyone wants is our time. All they want is our time. But having some peace and clarity and space to think this weekend Really got me thinking about that. Why do we buy stuff we don't need? Like, why do we think that we have to spend money on things that we don't even need? And I really start digging and researching. And I had heard of this effect before. I had heard of it. You guys know I'm kind of a nerd, right? So I'm really into financial psychology, really. And I've heard of the Diderot effect before. But it was like, you know, I had some time. I wasn't surfing on Instagram. So I had time to really dig deep. And I really want to share with you what I learned because I think that if we all really are aware of this, and let me tell you, if you don't want to change your spending habits, especially for this holiday season, just like log off now, pause this and go listen to another episode. (laughs) Because if you hear this episode, you know, and I usually have no idea how it's all going to turn out. I really, truly speak from my heart. But I'm telling you, I feel like if you get convicted like I was as I was researching and digging through and looking at just different notes from over the years on stuff about why we buy things that we don't need, you're going to be forever changed and you won't be able to say that you didn't know. And you definitely can not say that I didn't teach you. So for people who come to this podcast and they're like, this is the only personal finance podcast that's not all about money. Well, you will be happy today because we will be talking about kind of some money stuff, but really just why we spend money on the things that we don't need. And so as I was researching, I started thinking about just this past summer. I started thinking about a, a time when I, as a personal finance educator and author, speaker, podcaster, all this stuff, how I fell victim to this. Okay. So, in June, every year for the last few years, I take this women's trip with some of my business girlfriends. And each year we just choose an exotic location to spend a week just relaxing and masterminding. And this year we went to Belize. Shout out to Belize. I am Belizean American. So it was cool. We rented a private island off the coast of Belize and spent some time there. And at some point, something just happened to my cell phone. Like my iPhone just would not charge. It wouldn't hold a charge. And by the time I was leaving and getting on the plane in Belize to head back to Atlanta, the phone just died. You know how scary that is? Like just be traveling with no cell phone? I don't know what we used to do back in the day. But in that moment, I was like, "Mm," you know, the phone died. It would not charge. There was nothing that I could do. And as soon as I landed in Atlanta, when the driver was taking me to my house, to my condo there, I was like, actually, can we make a detour? I really need to go to AT&T and get this phone. It was like four or five hours of no phone. So, you know, I was going through it. And so the salesman was great. He totally hooked me up, helped me out. I got a new iPhone. And then before I knew it, he said, do you need anything else? Now, he said, do you need anything else? And I said, well, yeah, let me look at the cases. <laughs> so I got a, a new case, a pretty little rose gold floral print. You know, it was really cute. And then I noticed that they had a case that has a selfie light. Well, I love, you know, selfies and you have to have the best light if you're going to take a selfie like in the dark, at a concert, you know, a lot of these events that I go to. And so I go, well, you know what? I need the selfie light, but it's kind of bulky. So when I want to use it, I'll just switch out my cases, but it's better to just have it, of course. So I got the case with the selfie light. So then I remembered that I had been seeing these ads about the wireless headphones, the AirPods. And I was like, well, while I'm here, I might as well just check them out. And then I started thinking about when I'm working out and I hate that the cord is like in the way. And all these instances where it would be so cool to have headphones with no cord. Now, it's never been a big deal. It's never been a need. It hasn't stopped me from working out, but I'm here. So and then I thought oh, shoot, I left my car charger in my car in LA and I don't have any here in Atlanta, so I might as well go ahead and get a car charger. Okay, so let's be clear. All of this began because my cell phone died and just would not recharge. I was never on the market for a new case. I was never on the market for a case with a selfie light. I was never on the market for AirPods, although I blame social media because I kept seeing them and then I got curious, right? I was never really on the market for a car charger because I don't even drive that much in Atlanta. So it's not like I would really be on the road forever with a dead cell phone. Like I'm always 10, 20 minutes away from where I need to be when I'm there. So I wasn't on the market for any of that. And yet, knowing everything that I know, I still got into this like spiral of consumption. And why? Why did I do that? Why do you do that? And let me tell you, don't judge me. If you're judging me like, uh, or if you're saying, well, she did it, there's no hope for me, knock it off. (laughs) But the truth is you're no different. You know, I start thinking about how this comes up every day for people. Like think about, okay, it's the holidays. You get invited to a really nice event. And then even though you already have a black dress, right, you decide that none of the dresses are right for this event. Like it has to have a certain look. So then you go out, you look for a black dress, you find a new black dress, you try it on, you love it, you buy it, you get it home, you hang it in your closet, and all of a sudden everything else looks like garbage. Your shoes look like garbage. Your earrings look like garbage. Nothing will do for your new beautiful black dress. So what do you do? You go out again, you rush out, you buy new heels, new earrings, and a new clutch that better fits this black dress. You go out and you have to make that black dress pop and look better now with all this new stuff because none of the old stuff will do. Now, see, you might've been talking about me with the iPhone, but what about you? What about clothes? What about when you signed up for that workout program and then decided that you needed all workout clothes, even though you have the dingy sweats and shirts at home (laughs) that you could totally use to work out? It comes up. What about when you want to buy a new kitchen table? Maybe the leg on your kitchen table, bro. Don't you know that's why they put things out in sets? Because they want you to have... Think about Ikea. Think about when you are roaming around that huge store at Ikea and all the rooms are set with everything that you need to make it look just like this. And even though you were only on the market for a couch, now you got a coffee table, a rug, an end table, lamps. Then it became, I might as well just buy the package. It's cheaper. (laughs) It's not really cheaper if that's not what you went in there for. But you know how we play games with ourselves, right? Did you know that this has a name? Yep. This is called the Diderot effect. And it was named, it's named after the famous French philosopher, Denis Diderot. And he lived his entire life in poverty, right? This is, this is back in the day, I'm talking 1700s. This guy lived his entire life in, in poverty, even though he was really well-known because he had co-founded Encyclopedia. It was, at the time, one of the most comprehensive encyclopedias, period. And when he was about 52 years old, his daughter was about to be married, but he didn't have the money for the dowry. He didn't have the money for the dowry, and that was obviously such a huge deal. So the Empress of Russia, her name was Catherine the Great, she heard of Diderot's financial troubles, and so she said, I will buy your entire library from you for what in today's dollars would be $50,000. And suddenly, dude went from being broke like his entire life, despite how smart he was, despite the education and knowledge. You know, we always talk about that here. But all of a sudden, he had money to spare. Like he was all good. And a little bit after the sale, he ended up getting this new scarlet robe he got a new scarlet robe. Now, apparently, he had a little robe that he had been rocking with for a long time, never bothered him, nothing was wrong with it. But then he got this new scarlet robe, and that's when everything went downhill. He ended up writing this essay about it, which I'm going to put it in the show notes. You should just check it out. Again, I know I'm kind of nerdy, but You should be, too, (laughs) because then this type of stuff, it sticks with you. And, And I'm definitely not all the way there, but I'm better than I was, you know, and I feel like every time I learn these nuggets, I just get better and better, which is why I hope that you enjoy coming back so you're getting better and better, too. But he wrote this essay in 1769 called Regrets for My Old Dressing Gown. How deep is that? Regrets for my old dressing gown. So here's the deal Diderot's scarlet robe was amazing. It was beautiful, right? But it was so beautiful that he immediately took notice of how out of place it seemed with everything else that was around him. He called it his common possessions, right? And in his words, he said, There's no more coordination, no more unity, no more beauty. Because his robe was so beautiful and the rest of the items were shabby. So he felt the urge to buy some new things to match the quality and the beauty of this robe. Stop right there. Have you ever felt like that? Have you ever been like, oh my gosh, you know, now that I have a new couch, I can't not get new drapes. (laughs) Doesn't match. My old drapes look a mess. Right. Have you ever got a new sweater and like, oh, my gosh, my jeans are way too faded to go with the vibrance (laughs) of this sweater. Right. It happens every day in the simplest things. So Diderot start replacing his rug and then he decorated his home with like these beautiful sculptures and then he got a better kitchen table and then he had a straw chair that he was used to. And then he took that out to replace it with a leather chair. And all of these reactive purchases became known as the Diderot effect. And basically, it states that obtaining a new possession often creates a spiral of consumption, which leads you to acquire more new things. And as a result, we end up buying things that our previous selves never needed to feel happy or fulfilled. Mm. That's it right there. That's it right there. Our previous self didn't even need that to be happy or fulfilled. You know that's a part of my promise, right? Redefining wealth. My aim is to make sure that we all live our life's purpose, find fulfillment, and earn more without chasing money. And that fulfillment piece is so big. I'm going to put a link in the show notes about how to know if you found fulfillment, right? Right? Because I think it's like such a big piece of why there's so much financial mismanagement. We mismanage money when we are unfulfilled and we are trying to fill a void with stuff or with people's validation. So we don't say no to folks who definitely need us to say no to them. Like there's so many ways, right? But that's it. The Diderot effect breaks it down so well. Obtaining a new possession often creates a spiral of consumption, which leads you to acquire more new things. And as a result, we end up buying things that our previous selves never needed to feel happy or fulfilled. I never needed AirPods to be happy. And those new shoes to go with your black dress were never going to make you feel fulfilled. It's a short-term fix. What I loved about Diderot's essay—I read it twice, actually, this weekend— He said, why didn't I keep it? It was used to me and I was used to it. He said, I was the absolute master of my old robe and I have become the slave of the new one. Ooh, what are you a slave to right now? There's so many people who are working jobs they hate because they're a slave to the things that bought on credit. And now it's mastering you. You're a slave to things that you didn't even know about before. And then somehow it came into your awareness and now it's running every decision that you make. It's determining how you're going to spend your money. And so as we go into the holidays, especially, but this is really applicable any time of year. I wanted to teach you about the Diderot effect because I want you to be aware a lot of us want to spruce up our homes for the holidays and we want to do different things before we have friends and family come over. And I totally get it, but I just want you to be aware when you're making those choices, is it possible that although you've mastered whatever you already have, that you will allow yourself to become the slave of something else that does not even matter because it's not going to make you happy and it's not going to fulfill you. And so, I didn't want to just leave you there. (laughs) I wanted to give you some things that you can think about. I'm all about practical steps toward how do we shift this? And now that we have this information, use it to make better decisions. Because like I said, I'm not perfect, guys. Oh my gosh, not at all. I'm the first to tell you. But this is a daily journey for me, right? Like I am daily bringing myself to new levels of awareness around just how I can be better. I'm so big on self awareness. right? And um, here's some things that I thought about for myself, and I'm hoping that it will be a blessing to you as well. So here's one thing that we can do, because I think that We are taught to be over-consumers. Over-consumption is so huge, especially if you're in the United States. I know we have podcast listeners from all over the world, and shout out to you, but I can only speak for America growing up here that we have been taught to just over-consume. And so we haven't been really taught to downgrade, to simplify, to reduce, to eliminate, right? Like to just get rid of what doesn't serve us anymore. But, you know, we have a space pillar here at Redefining Wealth. And if you're new, make sure you go back and download and listen to um, our first six pillars, because I want you to understand what Redefining Wealth is all about, like what it's really based on. And so in the space pillar, we talk about decluttering. And we talk about the fact that clutter is the physical manifestation of chaos in your mind. And we define space as the physical representation of what we have the ability, right, to receive. Because sometimes we're looking for things, we want things, we want new opportunities, but our current space is so cluttered and jumbled, which means that our mind is probably cluttered and jumbled that we can't even think our way, right, into receiving Or positioning ourselves or aligning ourselves for those things, for those opportunities. And so one of the things that I'm going to do, and I want to encourage you to join me, is that if you buy something, you give something away. Yep. If you buy something, you give something away. If you have a need to buy new jeans, that means there's someone out there who would really appreciate your old jeans because it'll be new to them. If you have to buy a new rug, then hopefully you're giving the old one away. You're not rolling it up and putting it in the garage. If you got to buy a new pair of black shoes, then give away a pair of black shoes. There's so many organizations out there that support phenomenal men and women and children who would love the items that we take for granted. The items that we have stacked up causing clutter, causing chaos in our minds, that we don't need. They're not making us happy. We're not more fulfilled by them. We just keep adding and adding and adding. So I want to encourage you that if you buy one, you give one. If you buy something, you give something. And the whole point is to just really stop the clutter. (laughs) Stop the number of things that you have from just growing and growing and growing and consuming you and mastering you. Like, Don't allow yourself to be a slave to stuff. Another one that's been really great for me is like buying items that really just fit your current situation. This is how I treat even shopping for clothes. I'm not a big clothes shopper. My husband does the shopping. I'm gonna keep it real. I actually hate shopping. Childhood wounds. We'll get into that another time. (laughs) But I don't really like shopping. But even when I pack, if you've ever seen me on the road, I'm not one of those women who pack 19 pair of shoes. I don't pack a million different things literally. <laughs> Someone in one of my classes just pointed out the other day that literally was my favorite word. <laughs> Thank you, Mildred, for pointing that out. But when I pack, I usually have a theme for the weekend, and that's what also helps me travel really light. Like I have a theme for the weekend, so if, or for the week. If I'm going somewhere and we've determined the color is blue. We being me, myself, and I. And I've determined that the color is blue. The color is blue. And I pack things that I can swap out. They're all interchangeable. You know, maybe two pair of shoes. I don't care if you see me in the same pair of shoes. What the heck does that matter? I buy shoes to wear over and over again. I don't buy shoes to wear once. I don't know what's going on with that. Or people are so afraid of being seen in the same thing on social media. I don't care. I don't care. What does it matter? That's a whole nother thing. We'll get into that another time. But I try to buy pieces that really just connect and fit into what I already have. That's for anything. It's like if you have to buy a new fridge, why would you buy a black one if everything else is stainless steel, right? That's going to force you to go, oh, okay, now I got to change my stove. I have to change the range. I have to change the microwave. Think within whatever the current system is and work within that. And really ask yourself, if I buy this, is that going to make me want to buy the matching or the complimentary whatever? And if the answer is yes, think before you do it. I've never made a purchase where someone was holding a gun to my head. I've had some pushy salespeople. But at the end of the day, I don't really know you and you don't really know me. So why do I care about your opinion of me in this moment? i probably never see you again in my life. <laughs> so buy one, give one, buy things that fit within whatever your current situation is. And then ask, just ask yourself, is this going to fulfill me? Ask yourself, why am I buying this? And when I used to work one-on-one with people back in the day, <laughs> they would always tell me, oh my gosh, I heard you in my head. I heard your voice in my head when I was in the mall. You make me sick. I haven't been able to buy anything. I'm like, that's wonderful. I actually am okay with being that person. <laughs> and I hope the same for you here on the podcast. Like before you get into the throes of this holiday spending blitz that so many people do, and if you haven't checked out this week's video, head to patricewashington.com. Look at the last video we did about how to budget for the holidays and just get it all in order. And that should help you too. Like stick to the stuff that matters, guys. This holiday season, all I want to do is spend the type of quality time that I spent with my daughter this past weekend. I want to have more moments like that. I want to have more moments like that with my husband, with my mom, with my nieces, with my nephews, with my family. And it's not going to be what I bought them. It's not going to be what I changed around my house to impress them. They don't care. When you really think about it, all the stuff that we run around doing and impress other people, they don't even care. (laughs) In the moment, they're like, oh, that's nice. And you're like, oh, my gosh, it took six hours out of my day to do X, Y, and Z. And they're like, oh, cute. (laughs) Are you really going to run yourself ragged and run your wallet ragged for, oh, cute. (laughs) That's nice. Think about that. Is it worth it? Does that, that's nice, fulfill you? No. That's why more of what we're going to talk about at Redefining Wealth is actually really getting to the core of the things that really does fulfill us because buying stuff we don't need, guys, will never do it. It just won't. So I hope that you enjoyed learning About the Diderot effect today I hope it truly makes an impact on you I would love to hear your thoughts So make sure you hit me up in social media At Seek Wisdom PCW Also feel free to comment on this episode On the website PatriceWashington.com Backslash listen That's where you can check out All of the previous podcast episodes as well You can subscribe from there Check out show links All that great stuff And leave a review. Share this with someone who you know needs it. I know it's not just you. So share it with a girlfriend or a good friend that really needs to buckle down this holiday season and think a little bit more before buying some stuff they don't need. All right? I appreciate you guys so much. And remember that my number one mission here is to help you live your life's purpose, find fulfillment, and earn more without ever chasing money.